Good morning. Welcome back to the Saucy Sibs podcast. It is Nicodemus. Francesca. And we are your Saucy Sibs. Last time we talked to you, we had our brother on the podcast, but we had just gotten to St. Louis around Thanksgiving time to hang out and see our family because we were just on like a six-week road trip traveling around the U.S., mostly through California, and it was a blast, but now it's time to come home to St. Louis. How do we even end up in St. Louis? Mom. Oh, yeah. Our Basically, our very Italian mother <laughs> gave us a guilt trip about not being home for the holidays and convinced us to come stay here for a bit. Mm-hmm. Which, and we love St. Louis. But before we get into that, Francesca, what are you drinking over there? All right. Well, since it's our first morning podcast, I am drinking some matcha, some matcha tea. Ooh, what's matcha? So matcha is our favorite drink. It is actually ground up tea leaves as opposed to just soaking the tea leaves. But here's the thing. With matcha, you have to get ceremonial grade matcha. It's a must. It is. Like, don't just think you're going to go out and buy some cheap matcha. Like, if it's not like a little tin for like 40 to $50, you're not even... You don't even know what matcha is. The reason why it's so expensive is so it comes, all matcha comes from Japan. And actually, wait, before Nicholas tells you about this, you need to know that Nicholas is like a tea expert. One of the things, so like saucy wise, like, yes, like wine and like alcohol is like her thing, but it's also tea. Well, thank you for calling me an expert. I would never claim that. It's like tea is like wine, it, but almost a little bit. I know this is crazy, but it's almost a little bit more intense than wine as far as like, or it's just more expansive, not intense. And the, the prices aren't necessarily there like wine. I mean, it's pretty, there's very expensive tea, but um, it is less pretentious, I have to say. But man, it is a whole world spanning across different countries. And the Japanese do it differently than the Koreans, do it differently than the Chinese, and then the Indians. And this has sparked world wars before um, with the opium trade. So really, it, you can learn so much about tea and study it. I actually was in China for um, about six months and I had tea class. I literally went to tea class and uh, the name of the class was Cha Yi, which means um, the study of the art of tea. Oh, I know. It was, <laughs> it was the best class I've ever taken. But because of Nick's affinity for tea, we literally had, we called it our tea library since like for the past 20 years, yeah. like our whole family has bought into tea culture. <laughs> It's it's important and it really grows on you and some mm-hmm. people get into it and you can spend a lot of money. But matcha, you have to get the good shit because it comes from Japan and what makes it so good is they shade it with like these like shades above the tea leaves oh. and that makes the tea get even brighter because uh, it's kind of trying to do something to almost like get more sunlight into it because it's okay. not used to it and it like freaks out or something. And so it just gets like this hyper green kind of like vibrant oh. color. Yeah. That's why it's and so it expensive. has to be from Japan. Yeah, of course. Ceremonial grade. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, that's kind of what makes it so expensive because it is like, I mean, it's just like a whole process. And if you get bad matcha, sometimes it kind of has like a fishy taste or it's kind of a bit grayer. It's not that vibrant green color. And you want <laughs> you want the green. Well, yeah. and if you've never had the good matcha, you don't understand the buzz. It's better than Adderall. It's I'm not kidding. It's so different. It's it's like well yeah so different than like coffee. Coffee can be too much. You you're like cracked out like ah ah ah, and then you have a crash and now you're sad and you want to take a nap. Sometimes I get like a little if I drink way too much coffee I get like a little irritable and I'm like oh, god damn it I need a beer to like calm down. <laughs> but uh, matcha that it comes on so slowly mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden you'll be looking around buzzing your ass off and then you're like yes it's euphoric this is where I'm in the at. loveliest way it's i think euphoric is really one of the best ways to describe it and almost like you're so levitating stay tuned because i have a couple brands that are my favorite um and we're going to reach out we're cuz i pretty much exclusively if i'm like i we don't drink water we drink yeah. <laughs> tea and then we switch to wine, usually. Um, but you'll never see me with just like a plain water bottle. That's never going to happen. You won't. No. Uh, some people carry water around, but that's just not me. No. But I carry tea around like everywhere. Like weirdly, I always have a thermos of tea. I used to have like two thermoses of tea and then like a 
some loose leaf tea in my backpack in high school and I would go to the chemistry lab and use a Bunsen burner to boil tea and I would literally <laughs> make teapot. But it's fine because the teacher that I would go to, she was Korean, like from Korea and she loved tea. So, so she, she understood. She totally got it. And uh, she was like, oh, make me tea. And she she literally didn't even think twice about it. And I would get a, like an autoclaved beaker and I would put it on the Bunsen burner and set up tea. Well, I only exclusively like warm beverages and people yeah. have like, we have friends that don't, they're like, why does Francesca always have a thermos with her? And it's like, well, I only drink hot like water, hot. like hot tea. Right. And they're like, oh, what are you like a witch? Like you can't drink cold water. And I'm like, ooh, gross. But Nick told me like in Asia, that's totally normal. And everyone drinks warm beverages. You will sit down at a restaurant and they will serve you hot water like it's tea. Uh, sometimes tea is expensive. So if it's like a not that nice of a place, they're just going to serve you like hot water. And when you get sick or the sniffles, they'll literally say to you, stay away from cold beverages. And they think it's bad for digestion. They think it's bad for the immune system. I'm not going to go that far and say that. Yeah. I mean, I it, think that I, I can see why. I mean, it kind of they say that it messes with digestion because the fat gets cold and solidifies. So I feel accosted by cold beverages. Yeah. And they say your body does too. And you can only absorb water that is your body temperature. And that's 98. So like water of that, you know, oh. of warm. Yeah, that's kind okay. of the idea. But um, so we're drinking tea in our first morning episode. We tried to record last night, but <laughs> we just didn't get through it. I had a meltdown. It <laughs> devolved. Yeah. So I would say meltdowns aren't like my natural state. My depression and anxiety has just gone through the roof in the past month. And um, I'm going to talk about this more on my food blog at Francesca Eats. But basically, I used to have all these health issues. Like I was diagnosed with Lyme disease and bipolar and depression. And um, I had insane food allergies and mold illness and all this stuff. Um, And weirdly, when we went to the mountains, like everything went away. Like, oh, I was just normal and fine. I mean, I don't know if anyone ever accused me of being normal, but I wasn't having, (laughs) I wasn't like, yeah, I wasn't having depression and anxiety that was like, you know, made it so I couldn't participate in like daily normal life. Um, So it was kind of crazy. We left the mountains and we were in California. I started like getting sick again and getting like anxiety meltdowns. Um, And then when we went to Scottsdale, Arizona, it all went away, which was bizarre. And then we came back to Missouri, it all came back again. Um, So through a lot of research, and back to all my old diagnoses, we have kind of pinpointed it to mold illness, which sounds weird. Um, But in a mold illness, if you Google like mold rage, (laughs) mold rage, which I made Nicholas Google it. (laughs) And he was like, like actually this is exactly what happens to you it's like violent mood swings or like the main mainstay of mold illness it's true y'all mold (laughs) rage you know that sounds like something the rancor from star wars would have mold rage (laughs) like um but yeah no i mean it's been crazy to see just how how much affected you are in different places and you know they always say that some people feel happier in certain environments well, obviously, but like, uh, you know, some people say like, oh, I'm just so much happier in the mountains and there might be science behind that. Well, and so we would have never known if we didn't take this trip, like and seen my personality literally like change from night and day in different places. Um, so that was like a like a really amazing thing that came out of the trip. Uh, but the only kind of similarity of Scottsdale versus the mountains are very low humidity, totally dry. Um, and mold, like can't really survive in those environments. Right. right. And then I started taking a couple things here in St. Louis that are specifically to treat mold illness, like in my body. And then like randomly I've gotten better. So yeah, we kind of, you know, I thought all my health issues were behind me, but now it's cool that we can go back to the mountains and then I can detox from this and then be normal again. Um, so yeah, that's because changes are only constant. Um, (laughs) That's kind of why I know that Francesca and I are spontaneous would be putting it lightly, but we're always constantly changing like what we're our plan is. And that's why we said, Oh, we're moving to LA. Oh, we're going to move this. Well, honestly, a lot of this is because, um, we're trying to figure out exactly what is the best environment for us to be in. 
uh, creatively and also with Francesca's health. And so this road trip has just been like really eye opening, like you said, and um, seeing exactly what we need to do and where we need to go. And that's why we think we're going to head back to the mountains after we're in St. Louis for a little bit, which uh, I love the mountains. So we do. We who thrive so in the mountains. We, we really do thrive. Um, and then especially with um, the high mountains of Colorado, not only is it dry, but it's cold. And so the, like the mold count is so low there. Um, we looked it up, just the mold count outside. Because my dad, my parents are like trying to digest like all this information. And they've seen the difference in me. So they, it's like they believe me, but they're just like very confused. Um, but then my dad like looked up the mold count like in Missouri <laughs> this week has been like between 5,000 and 10,000. And like in Breckenridge, it's like. It's fluctuated between one to five, not thousand, just one to five, which is wildly different. Um, And so we're like, also, I seem to be worse in the house. So they're like searching our house. So maybe this will like go to the whole family being healthier. Like there might be some secret mold in our childhood home here. Because a lot of buildings, you never know, they could have mold and some people aren't affected by it and some people are and. Um, Honestly, and I'm going to start talking about this so much more on Instagram, but a lot of people like try to eat everything healthy and take all the right supplements and do all the right things. And they might have like, you know, depression or anxiety. And there is millions of Americans like living with like water damaged buildings and they might not know that their environment um, could be the main thing. So it doesn't matter how healthy you are. It's still going to affect you. Look at us drinking tea in the morning talking about like <laughs> health. Gosh, I feel like we're on like a radio talk show. Like, you know, get you, know? you a girl that can do both. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally. We're so much more. You can be all the things. Um, but like, all right, on today's episode of uh, Morning Health with Francesca Nicodemus. Well, because actually, <laughs> we tried to like record the episode last night during my meltdown. Nick was like, listen, we're just going to make you a little Tito's on the rocks and we're just going to get through it. Yeah. Because sometimes that's just what you need to do. But yeah, that's exactly. I was like, Francesca, just drink this. And sometimes it works, you know? And for me, like whoever, sometimes people are having a bad day and it's just like, here's a shot of tequila. You need an and attitude I, adjustment. You need an attitude adjustment. And But last night it did not work. It backfired. Backfired. <laughs> and it then dawned on me that uh, alcohol cannot solve all your problems. So saucy sibs tip number 12 Alcohol just isn't the solution to all the problems. I know you. I know you heard it here first. Uh, you can quote me on that. Um, but just maybe not all of your problems going to be solved by alcohol. Hmm. God. Weird. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? So we really did try. I had my vodka on the rocks, my Tito's on the rocks, and um, I was doing deep breathing. I was smiling to myself in the mirror, which. Actually, for anyone who suffers from depression, this is one of my biggest tips. And my dad taught me this when I was little. And it works. All right. Didn't work enough for us to get through the podcast. But um, smile. So you're going to look like an idiot. Sometimes I cover my mouth in public when I'm doing it to myself. And you just cheese as hard as you can. Fake it until you make it. but <laughs> Or go to the bathroom and cheese it yourself. You're going to look like a psychopath. But I promise it works. Because when you smile and do that, do it right now. You'll see. It'll lift your mood. Yeah, Nick. I'm smiling. It yeah. releases endorphins immediately. Yeah. Like the muscle memory. Something. Like, tricks your it brain it releases endorphins and it brings up your whole day. So I do it sometimes a couple times a day if I'm having a bad day. God, that's some Joker shit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but Nick, it works. It really no, it, does. No, I smile so like just huge. You're cheesing. Just pretend you're happy. It is the last thing you want to do when you're like in the throes of depression. But sometimes you have to do things. I've done this in the bathroom at my my job in New York. Get it together. Get yeah, it when together, I needed Francesco. to like go out to like a boardroom meeting, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'm like, all right, I'm just smiling, everything's fine. Here we are. <laughs> um, so honestly, saucy sib tip number thirteen: smile even when you don't feel like smiling, because right. I promise it will lift your mood. It releases those endorphins. It's called science. Look it up. It's called science, sweetie. Look it up. <laughs> you know how really like sometimes work. when you're in the bathroom, like on a first date or something like that, and you don't want to think that you were gone too long because you were like shitting or something. <laughs> yes. And no, you, every woman has this right. fear. I didn't know men also had men this fear. Do this. Men do this. Some men, not all men. But um, And uh, so basically, you can come back 
and some people will come back to the dinner table like, oh, wow, the line was really long. You know what I mean? I'm like, like, oh, sorry, I got stuck looking at my phone. No, I I know. But you can be like, sorry, I was just uh, forcing myself to smile in the mirror like the goddamn Joker to put myself in a better mood to get myself through this. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Honestly, I was going to say, I don't think I have ever, I've never left a date in the middle of it. I don't think. Like made an excuse and left. Have you? No. Yeah. Wow. Look at us. No. I just think it's. I don't rude. go on many. Dates. I think it's awful. Yeah. Yeah. I don't go on any dates either. <laughs> I mean, yeah. What I've been am I on like. Do? I mean, I could probably count how many I've been on in my life. Four to five. No. Less. Come on, Francesca. What? You've never had like. You've never been on dates. Hardly. And I, I mean, lived in New York. There was like a. People go on dates in New York City because men aren't too scared to come up and ask you on a date. God, that's so cosmopolitan, which I love, but... <laughs> but other places, no. Was Wait. I asked on one date in Breckenridge? Oh, yeah. I got set up on a date by one of the investors to this restaurant, and it was her little brother. Who? It, he was, it was awesome. It was, it was, it was fine. Can we I didn't you? mesh, but it was... It, like, he actually, like an adult male, like, asked me out on a nice date. Oh, and I we love went that. To, yeah. Which never happens. So, men, just ask people out on dates more. It's really not that hard. Uh, ask women out on dates. Well, just people in general. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, I think dates are nice. I, I also think it's nice when men ask people out on dates. You know, I think it's... When I was in New York, like, people asked me out on so many dates. The only place I've ever lived, really, that it happened all the time. Besides, I feel like people in Denver, it's all dating apps and stuff. But okay, so you're at a bar and I would just have a guy come up to me and be like, hey, can I buy you a drink? And then if the girl says yes, okay, she's kind of interested. So he'd be like, okay, well, we'd chat for a little bit. Obviously, we're both kind of vibing. And then he's like, hey, I'm going to go back and hang out with my friends. But can I get your number? Do you want to go on a date later this week? So easy. If I'm like, oh, no, like a girl can just say, no, sorry, I have a boyfriend or no, like, sorry. Okay, so you walk back. Yeah. Like, how, like, was that that scary? I don't think it should be like this scary kind of huge, like weird thing. Just go ask a girl mm-hmm. if she like I, I know so many gorgeous, successful, like wonderful girls like living in Denver specifically. And like they they just say like men don't come up to them. They don't ask them on dates. Like, it's just not a thing. And I'm like, what? Like, why? A lot. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't do it, but I want to know why. I mean, I just don't date in general, though. I mean, I'm just not, I'm not really doing anything. You've asked men out on dates before, Yeah, 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 for sure. I What's actually your went go-to, on... like, way to do it? Well, I'm very forward. So, like, I'm like, a, I'm, <laughs> I'm like... I, I'm thinking of a couple quotes I've actually heard you say to people. I, I'm, um, but I'm, give us an example. I'm scary, okay? <laughs> so, so my last one that I went on, it was actually really great. Um, I saw this guy at a bar. And I thought he was gorgeous and, but he was kind of drunk. And so I just like asked him out. But how, what, what did you say? How did you do it? I need I the literally, setup. He was playing pool. Okay. And I, I literally just walked up to him and said, I don't normally do this, but I think you're really, really good looking. And he was like, thanks. And um, that's kind of how I know, like, if the guy is just going to run away immediately right there. Cause like I don't, I didn't even know if he, well, either way, just okay. but this, I didn't even know if he was straight or gay. Um, I kind of assumed he was straight. Um, and so that's why I was like, we're going to see how this goes. And cause when I start, I also have a rule. I don't like to hit on straight men, but when I really am like feeling myself or whatever, I'll just like go ask. And I'm not like a creep about it. You know what I mean? I'm just like, Hey, I think your hands, we gotta take you out. And you'll, usually they'll be like, I'm not gay. If they're crazy and like, oh my God, no, what the fuck? You know, then it's like, okay. You're probably secretly gay. Yeah, you're probably secretly (laughs) gay or you're just a bad person, you know, that is like afraid of gay people or something. Um, So I kind of get my answer there right now. And I don't really have any problem being like rejected. Like, not that I, I have been rejected before, but like, I don't know. I just, one of the coolest things about you be my brother and my best friend. Nick has this like outrageous sense of self-confidence. Yeah. Like his baseline is that everybody is going to love him and like him. And if they don't, then there must be something wrong with them, which is kind of great to get to hang out with all the time. Yeah. And not in like a, Oh, I'm so cool. I just, I just really believe that everyone likes me and the world is a friendly place. And, but then it usually ends up reflecting yeah, back to yeah. you that and way. A, a lot of I have no problem making friends, and that's something I almost operate in like a in a world where where 
we have strangers and then I have my friends. Now, or you all, have friends you haven't met yet? Yeah. And, but, you know, and people that don't like me, and it, I had people in high school that didn't like me and it did kind of bother me. I was kind of like, why don't they like me? But, because I didn't like really do anything to them. Or maybe I did or like I was annoying, but I just kind of just didn't, it just, I tried not to think about it. I don't care. But um, anyway, with the guy with this date, um, he was great. He was straight. Well, wait. So we you said it very fast, but that's just what you do. Is it, hey, I think you're handsome. Can I take you out sometime? Yeah. like So simple. Yeah. And if, and even, okay, so if you're a girl and a guy's hitting on you, to be totally honest, men, it's only creepy if she's not into it. That's right. kind of how it works, right. which is terrible. But you get your answer right away. Like, hey, I think you're beautiful. Can I take you out sometime? If a girl is feeling you and kind of thinks the same thing, she's going to be like, oh, my God, what? If she kind of is like, oh, like, no, okay, she's just like not into you. Move on to the next. It's Move a numbers game. Move on to the game. next. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, yeah. I don't really go and do that. But if, if a girl's not into you, like, it's okay. <laughs> just walk away. And yeah. then that's it. And no one needs to be weird about it and stuff like that. And if you see her out again, just like, I don't know. Hey, yeah, you didn't do you anything know? embarrassing. Yeah. You just said she was beautiful. Can right. I take you out? She said no. You're awesome. You're doing great. You honestly just have this like way bigger sense of confidence than 99% of the men who mm. also probably think she's beautiful there. And uh, I feel like I know that like catcalling and stuff like that and unwanted comments about people's like bodies is not always the most wanted thing. But I think by and large, it's really okay to just say, hey, I think you're good looking or yeah you don't uh, have to say like hey that look at that hot ass <laughs> let me let me take that, that out on the town <laughs> that dump truck be back in like no no yeah i think because a lot of women are afraid of like men i guess at bars or they're nervous around them and stuff like that so just don't be fucking weird or overly sexual or some women might like that I don't because know, if she's saying, like, into you it's okay like that i mean really yeah. that's how you know like there's there's a thing that if you are if they also think you're hot, they're not going to be creeped out. Guys can be wildly forward. And if it's someone I'm into, I'm like, oh my God, you just like aggressively <laughs> came on to me. And then you're happy about it. So, but yeah, just keep it hey, like super simple. And you'll know right away if they're into it or not. Do not hang around. Right. Like take a social cue. If they're not into it. Just walk away. Yeah. Just just walk, just walk away. Um, <laughs> for me though, if you want to hit on me and you see me in the streets, be so aggressive. It's like a goddamn moose attack. You know, like I, I just, do, I won't be uh, like, I don't know. I like it when people are so outlandishly forward. That's, that's just how I operate. I just love and it. And you're a man. So that's okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, um, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, that's kind of why we're back in St. Louis for the holidays and figuring out this mold stuff and seeing, uh, where we're going from here. But we're really excited to be back in the mountains because even though LA like creatively and like networking wise makes sense for us, like being around other influencers and having friends that are, you know, videographers and photographers and influencers and right. want to be in front of the camera and like entertainment wise. Um, we think it's okay because, cause I love Aspen. Nick loves Denver. Breckenridge is a middle point that we both like. Yeah, I, I love Breckenridge, yeah. <clears throat> and so this way, we're going to go there because we could go back to Aspen, but then it's too far from Denver. And a one-bedroom apartment in Aspen is like 6000 a month. So It's insane, y'all. The rumors are true. <laughs> it's, it, we're going to do a whole Aspen episode. So, yeah, and then this way, we can go between our two favorite cities and see all of our favorite people. Mm -hmm. So here we are. Here we are in St. Louis. And since we've been in St. Louis... Uh, Francesca and I, we've been working a lot on like the podcast and figuring things out, but we've also gotten in some shenanigans. Only like, once. We had one night out, we decided, and it uh, separately. So, <laughs> and somehow we both separately terrorized St. Louis. <laughs> I'm talking, we rained down on the city like a, <clears throat> like hellfire. So I had a wedding to go to and, uh, it was so good. I went out, I saw a ton of my old friends and everything like that. Th just the thing is, though, we went out afterwards and I didn't come home for two days. <laughs> and then I went to save him the next day and from downtown. And then we ended up on a whole other night out. Yeah. On accident. <laughs> and we were at bars I've never been to before. We literally, and it was funny. So the night of the wedding, when you went out from Jessica, we well, I was like sad. Nick had like a wedding to go to, and I was like, "Well, <laughs> we're like 
we like do everything together. So I was like, okay, like he's going to a wedding. It's fine. I'll just like have a quiet night in. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I was like, well, if he's out, I have to be out. Um, and so you found your ex-boyfriend. Well, no, okay. Come to find out through later asking, apparently he was dumped that morning. So different ex-boyfriend <laughs> than the last one we were talking about. But basically, um, I guess he got dumped that morning. And he, you know, was like, oh, guess who's in town? Guess who's a good time? <laughs> Francesca. Oh my gosh. So he he hit me up and I was like, oh, he was like, hey, do you want to go on a hike? Which <laughs> is nice. And he's not like a toxic ex or anything. No, no, like no. That. He's we like a totally him. great guy. Yeah. He's actually really he's way closer to my parents than I am. Or <laughs> not than I am, but he's closer to my parents than he is to me. Like he's like their dog sitter here. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, he's like a cool dude. So mm-hmm. he was like, Hey, you want to go on a hike? And then he was meeting up with his, like one of his bros to like go to some breweries and like look for, you know, some girls on the town to like get over his breakup. And uh, I invited <laughs> myself. <laughs> I was like, Oh, you know what? That sounds fun. Can I come? You really um, did kind of invite yourself, but it, I think he was like excited that you did. <laughs> yeah. I'm a great time. <laughs> and uh, so we hit the town separately. We were in every single neighborhood of st louis to also to uh, at the same time in the same bars we didn't know it until the yeah. next day <laughs> and i'm like at this bar where there's this huge gay bar here that's a lot of fun called just john's oh i know i love it and um someone was like oh i just saw your sister and i'm like what <laughs> and then my childhood just best... john's is also my favorite bar <laughs> yeah it's, it's so good and um it, i literally my childhood best friend from third grade he who I haven't really seen in a while, he sent me a photo with you, Francesca. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, what? Like, what bar was that? Handlebar. Handlebar. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I had to think. I, I, <laughs> I think. Or gramophone. We went to every single bar in the city. I'm just kidding. But like, I think I hit probably so- four different neighborhoods. St. Louis is split up into a lot of different neighborhoods like it's a eastern city. It's got boroughs like New York. But it's more spread out. So we, St. Louis is my favorite city to actually show people. Like we always talk about how we love being from somewhere that we love. Yeah. St. Louis is one of the coolest places I've ever been. It's really, yeah. I mean, it's Secretly. not somewhere I want to live, but for sure, it's got so much history to it. There's a lot of cool stuff and it's fun to be cool stuff happening. Honestly, the reason that we don't like live here or choose to live here is because St. Louis is very clicky. Very clicky. And people hang out with their high school friends. Yeah. So it's hard to meet new people where other cities I've been. I mean, obviously, if you know Nicholas and I, we have no issue making new friends. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But for some reason, St. Louis, like the biggest question here that everyone will get is where'd you go to high school? And it, it really freaks people out and they don't understand it if they're not from here. I've heard Maryland does it as well. But um, you will see a 60 year old man ask a 60 year old man what high school did you go to? And this is because we have so many private schools, but we also have so many public schools and it's kind of a way it's just all the interconnected circle. It's asking someone with the socioeconomic background of their parents is right. And who they're associated with. Yeah. It's almost like fraternities and sororities. So St. Louis, almost like New York city, we have like 30 all girls schools and 30 all guys schools that are mostly all Catholic and you have to like start applying when you're younger. There's people legacied in and each of them has their own um, personality right. like a fraternity or, sor- or sorority. Any conversation kind of ends there to like, oh, like, where'd you go to school? Oh, St. Joe. Oh, nice. So you probably know this person. But everyone always has these preconceived notions about you because of what school you went to. Mm-hmm. And so people that aren't from here and they come here... You know, they moved here for a job or something like that. And we're out at a bar. I'm like, oh, what high school did you go to? And they get so annoyed. They're like, I'm not from, I don't like that question. I'm not from here. So, um, but. I love it. I still ask it here because it's terrible. But you immediately know like what type of person they are. I, yeah. Like you can like, kind of put them in a box. Sort of. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I don't yeah. fit with mine. I went to one of the all girls private schools here. And I would say that I'm not a typical girl that goes to that school. Yeah. Which I have to preface people with. mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We were actually just, where were we? Um, And you had told someone that you were incarnate and he just kind of, he goes, Oh, one of those incarnate girls. And I was like, geez, (laughs) it's going to follow me the rest of my life. I know it will. 
It yeah. will. It really will. But I'm not like an incarnate girl. I know. I had one guy that was so mean to me because I asked him that at a bar. And I, he was just like, he was a sassy gay. You know those little bitch twinks that just like get mad at you for no reason? I was like, oh, what high school did you go to? And he was like, no, I don't do that. Come up with something more interesting to ask me. And I was like, listen, bitch, here we are. <laughs> we just do this in St. Louis. Get with the culture. Sorry. You can't be like, that's like... <laughs> what's your name oh my god come up with something more interesting to ask me it's like no we just we just this is what we do here we're just getting to know Get you with sorry it. um <laughs> but um i didn't even really hear about your night so <laughs> yeah <laughs> what happened uh, okay so i crashed boys night first right. we go to a brewery as men do and i can't drink anything because i'm gluten-free and so I'm just starting on the Tito's. So I go one to two Tito's, then went to another brewery because that's where they wanted to go. So I have a couple more Tito's. Then we ooh, we went to Mission Taco. You went to Mission Taco? <laughs> yes. Guys, Mission Taco. Francesca and I used to work at this taco shop. Yeah, we worked like at the taco stand. And I say that we call it the taco stand. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, yeah, Nick and I used to work at a taco stand. But it's <laughs> like actually one of the most popular restaurants in St. Louis. And they have like seven locations. Right. And it gets fucking crazy. It's there. nuts. It's nuts. And we also call it. We worked at the one in the loop. And it's <laughs> like, oh, have you ever have you been to the hottest gay bar in St. Louis? Mission Taco, which is actually not a gay bar at all. But for some reason, where we were, all the managers were gay, and like 90% of the staff was gay. And so it was just like, yep, gay bar, Mission Taco. Like, we always made jokes about it, and like the regional managers were like, it's just not a gay bar. And we're like, no, it's a gay (laughs) bar. It is. But that was good. Then we went to a house party, which, you know, honestly, of note here is just that it ended with a 65-year-old British woman crying on my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> and then we decided to take her to the next bar with us because she was having like a family issue, a meltdown. Her ex-husband's new wife didn't like her oh. and they got in a fight at her daughter's birthday party. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, But like literally like, I mean, she like, she was just like a lot like yeah. this large kind of like Adele, but like very strong British accent. She was crying <laughs> on my shoulder and I was like, how did I get here? <laughs> And um, so let me take her. We go to 1860, um, which is like a sports bar for men in Soulards where they go to find the girls because the boys, you know, I crash boys night. They're trying to find girls. And I'm just helping my ex-boyfriend find some girls. But instead, I got really into shuffleboard. Nick, I absolutely dominated in shuffleboard, obviously. Oh, my gosh. Francesca (laughs) does this thing where... She flexes on the weirdest goddamn things <laughs> no, I'm ever. So good. Francesca will be like, I'm actually like fun fact about me, guys. I'm actually almost went to national for shuffleboard. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Or <laughs> you'll just I've never once seen you play darts in my life. And you'll just <laughs> to a round of table and be like, Hey guys, I'm actually like probably one of the best players of darts that you know. And I'm just like I'm really good, uh, I mean, Nick. I, I, I'm sure like it's you're a weird at, skill. You're just good at shuffleboard. <laughs> I just am. what do you like go smoke a cigarette? Oh, back when you lived in Decatur, <laughs> Illinois, you were just you just played. I actually know this one girl. It's uh Alicia. She yeah. was one time I saw her play pool. She was so fucking good. And I said, Why are you so good at this game? She goes, Oh, in college. She went to school in like a small town and she was like, That's just what we did. We played pool. And I was like, that's what I'm saying. For just you never had like a like a shuffleboard like stint, you know? You just I, I don't know. I'm really uncoordinated and pretty unathletic in other ways. I'm a great runner, but coordination is not really great my runner. thing. <laughs> what? Really long legs. I ran track, Nick. <laughs> I'm a great runner. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm I can gonna, do. Gonna, so, uh-huh. like, team sports, terrible. <laughs> or, no, sometimes you, like, will be, like, opening a something wrapped. And you'll be like, fun fact about me, I'm really good at opening wrapped presents or something. <laughs> and, you'll, and you'll just, like, ra- like do some kind of sort of smart trick to, like, uh-huh. unwrap something nicely. And it's like, that's your flex. Like, unwrapping shit. It, you know, you flex about the weirdest <laughs> things that are just not not things. I don't. Uh, I, I honestly didn't know this was like a thing that I did. Yeah, I'll, I'll point it out next time you Sh- do something. Like compile that. me a list. I, oh, this I is will. interesting. Like, shuffleboard, <laughs> darts, running, like. 
know what I mean? Really fast. I'm really like a gazelle, Nick. <laughs> These long legs. I did the hurdles. Legs for days. With yes. An I don't have a torso. It's a belly button and boobs. I torsoless human. Torsoless human. Yeah, I've had boyfriends who were like six five who my legs are longer than. It's unnatural. It's weird. Mm. Yeah, no. It, that is. I'm kinda, a gazelle. A gazelle. <laughs> That's what my track coach used to call me. The gazelle. Look at those legs. <laughs> Gross. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. I really didn't mean it like that. Oh, track coaches. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anyway, mine was homophobic. Your track coach? Yeah. Or I don't think he was a track coach. He was just I don't know some sports coach. Coach <laughs> Frank. He was just like racist. I mean, no, he wasn't racist. Uh, he was just homophobic. <laughs> And like you'd be like openly homophobic, and I would just kind of like be like, "Well, that's fucked." But I just didn't really like think to object. But um, it didn't like hurt my feelings or anything. But (laughs) we don't have to keep. You're gonna get this man fired. I know. Maybe he should be. Um. (laughs) Um. Well, no. Okay. So I dominated at shuffleboard. I'm proud of you. Thank you. And um, then we went to Just John's, where there was a line around the block. Um, but this is a thing in our family that we say, which I'm not saying is right or okay or appropriate, but, um, piazzas don't wait in line. Right. And you know, it's, <laughs> it's funny that we're saying that to an audience right now, because sometimes I'll like whisper it to myself because when I like say, see a place I want to get into, I'm like, all right, piazzas don't wait in line. And someone's like, what'd you just say? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. It's <laughs> just something. Our parents repeat this to us. Yeah. Like they will not. Two and a half minutes is like my threshold. And I'm not saying like I need to skip the line. I'll either skip the line or I'll leave. Like I just don't like, I just don't fuck with a queue. I don't want to be a peasant outside waiting to get in. I would just rather go somewhere else. Exactly. Anyway, so I decided we were skipping the line. Of course, the ex and his friend were mortified. But I um, just told the lovely gay man in line, uh, because also I'm taking these two straight men to the most gay bar in St. Louis. And I was just like, hi, hey, hello. Um, I don't wait in lines. Is that okay <laughs> if we just stand with you? Because I just like cannot handle. And he was like, uh, weird flex, but like, uh, okay. <laughs> he was like, you got this. Like, you may come up here, apparently, if you're going to be that extra. So we get in. Apparently, Nick is there the entire time that I was also I, there. I was like, there, there. Oh, I was there. <laughs> I just don't know how I didn't see I, it. I... Uh, the evidence in my bank account says that I swiped my card a total of eight times there. God, do you which do is that? Unprecedented. I know. What and is I that? I know people were buying you shots too. I know. It's that kind of place, but well, I know all the bartenders. They hugged me. What am I doing? Oh man. Anyway, I um, love that. <laughs> <laughs> I just I feel like I probably objected them to objected to them giving me shots like. Let me tip you. But swiping it eight times seems a bit excessive. Right. Couldn't I have just opened a tab? Where'd you end up? Like, what was the last bar you went to? I I can tell you where I ended up. No. But I I don't want to say. Yeah. When I asked you that, that, I didn't. didn't, uh, Um, uh, No, I think that was the last place. It would have to be. Yeah. Just Just John's John's is kind of like a night ender. Yeah. Well, well, where did you go? Where did I go? After well, just okay, so this was really funny. So after the wedding, we all like the wedding crew just descended upon St. Louis, and but slowly after every bar that we went to, more and more people just slowly like left. You know, at this bar, from the change in bar, yeah, we would course. lose like five people or something like that because we were like thirty people deep, and so we were taking like. Ubers and all this stuff and taxis all around. And I was with this guy, Brian, who is a good old friend of mine, but him and I haven't hung out in like a long time. And um, it was so funny because I was just kind of stringing him along like, oh, we're going here. But then I didn't know where I was sleeping the end of the night. So we somehow... I slept in his hotel room. So oh, yeah. Okay. And but I got back to his hotel room and him and I were kind of like wide awake and we were like, shit. What do you want to do? And I was like, you know what? I actually have a whole bunch of beer in my car, so I'm going to go get my cooler full of beer. And it was like a handheld cooler because I knew I was going to need some beer at the end of the night. And so that's was, smart. That's a dad move. I know. My I, dad always brings like a cooler to places because just absolutely. in case you never know where you're going to be, you might need to bring the party. So it's nice to have a cooler full right. of party in your car. It's such a smart idea. And so I was basically like, Okay, Brian, you chill here. I'm going to go run to my car real quick. I think it's like in the parking 
I remember which parking or parking garage I put it in. So I went and walked over to the parking garage and I searched for my car. Now, which when he was telling me the story, I was like, how could you possibly not know which parking garage? And then he told me which ones for St. So, Louisans. They're, they're by the blue stadium. They are the same parking lot, but reversed. Right. And you would never know. It's the exact same parking garage. It this looks is the very- same on the outside <laughs> yeah. and the same on the inside with even how they mark the levels, but it's not the same one. And they're actually kind of close to each other. Yeah. No, they're like a block and, away. Right. So I am searching the wrong parking garage <laughs> and I just think I'm drunk, you know, so I can't find it. So, and I just forgot that there were two, to be honest. And cause I've run into this problem before, but just like lightly and I've never thought too much about it. So I was searching up and down this like empty parking garage for and this is probably at like 3 a.m. And I probably did this for about an hour and I could not find my car. And I, and so since I had been drinking, I was like, hold up, let me just, Nick, you're not using your brain hard enough. Let's go. You, it's gotta be on these rows. And I'm like, no, I did park it on the second one. I remember that. And turns out, it was the wrong parking garage the whole time. I never found the beer, but I found something else. Yeah, what did you find, Nick? A literal dead body. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 well, okay, here's what happened. I got to the fourth level and there was this man. It looked like a homeless man had like overdosed or something. He was just like on the ground and there was like a whole bunch of cops standing around his body. And I was like, <laughs> now here I feel like the crackhead, like slowly sauntering through this parking garage at night, you know, just trying to look for my, you know, car, but I couldn't find it. And then I, so I decided to check the whole, every level basically three times. So I walked past this like body scene incident multiple times and every time i looked like the cops were like giving me eyes and the cops are like why does this man keep just like walking around near the body on the same level like are you lost sir like are you a crackhead do you need assistance no i just wanted my bush light it was in my car (laughs) but yeah and then so brian called me and i just went back to his room he's like dude where are you and i was like i I found a dead body i'll be back in a second hold on (laughs) Because that's downtown St. Louis. Yeah, it's kind of dangerous. Find, it's, it's very dangerous down there. One of the most dangerous cities in America. If you didn't know, another St. Louis tip. <laughs> Careful at night. All right, Nick. Well, why don't we wrap up this episode okay. and uh, talk about our Spotify wrapped. <laughs> Happy Spotify wrapped season. Um. I think this has been a main, like I've seen a lot of positive things about this. It's like, hey, listen. Like tweets about like, listen, I know everybody's going to tell you that nobody cares, but listen, I care. I deeply care. I'm going to ponder it. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to reflect on your music choices. And that's how I feel. Absolutely agree. And so sometimes I'll see people, they'll post it and I'll be like, that's so you, you know, or people I haven't spoken to in a long time. And I'm just like, I'll, I'm hunting out their Spotify. I want to see what people. I wish I could go follow all of my Instagram friends their top playlists of the uh-huh. year, like a playlist yes, of their top yes. songs for the year. Like how come Spotify isn't like more kind of social? like social media driven? Because I would literally follow probably like anybody who I look up to or I think they're cool right. or I would, I want to follow their top songs. Like, I would teach totally me. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. And some people, you know, just have great, it's like whatever that person's listening to, you know that that's some good shit that you need to know about. Yeah. Um, what is your Spotify raps looking like? What <laughs> well, who are your top five artists? And we'll, <laughs> I mean, okay. So my number one artist is Machine Gun Kelly, mm. which is very, I I love him. I know you love him. <laughs> I don't share the love, but I think that like he, I just like maybe has a really toxic love life, and so do I, and I really relate to those songs. Mm-hmm. Um, then Grizz. Okay, awesome. We all love Grizz. Mm-hmm. The Chainsmokers. Fucking hate. (laughs) Holy shit. Sometimes I'm like a, I don't know, Nick tells me my music taste is like a 16-year-old angsty girl. Um, But Todrick Hall. That's hilarious. He has so many good songs. He's been really- He really pumps me up. He makes me feel fabulous in the gym. I love that you have that as your- And then fifth, Reggae Revolution. Revolution. I know, you wouldn't think. Yeah. I think that's good. Revolution, I've been seeing on a lot of people's. That's really nice. Um. I will never object to listening to Revolution. I hear a lot of them, but I'm cool with it. You want to hear mine? <laughs> Next, guys, get ready for it. Is the gayest thing you've ever heard, <clears throat> of course. I mean. <laughs> like, is your brother gay? I don't know. Let's look at his Spotify wrapped. <laughs> All right. 
Number one, Miley Cyrus. <laughs> yep. Yep. And number two, Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, honestly, surprised not number one. Um. Uh, well, my, Miley Cyrus came out with a new album. Has Lady Gaga been your top artist for how many years in a row? Um. No, actually, last year was Kim Petras, but um. Oh. No, Lady Gaga was definitely my main artist last year because of Chromatica. But um, before that, it was Kim Petras. Lady Gaga has been my. I do think. I mean, I listen to her in other ways too, like not even just on Spotify. I like play her on YouTube. I'll so where I don't really do that with other artists. Um, but Lady Gaga is my most listened to artist, and it ha- she has been since two thousand eight. Yeah, that's so. And then you're a three, true little monster. Three Lord, fucking right. <laughs> you. Okay, you put up a story yesterday, and you were like, "I don't know how Lord became my." top three blah 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 and i'm thinking as someone who's been in a car with you for the past three months uh, like nick we listened to so much lord we also listened to her album in maori which <laughs> is the native language of the indigenous people of new zealand yeah she released her newest album in maori which i love um, i think it's really cool i think it's wonderful that she's bringing awareness to like these people but like i'm just saying i think i speak maori now yeah. Because we listen to it that much. I'm not surprised by this at all. I don't even like, I don't like Stan Lord that much, but I just, I really do get into it. And like, I remember one time I was just, I didn't know what to play and we were in the car and I just threw on some Lord and I was like, I'm sorry. I've just been aggressively listening to Lord for like the past two months. You have. It's been aggressive. Right. Weird. Um, <laughs> We don't even have to put this in, but I weirdly know Lord's little sister. Oh yeah, she you do. She used to hang out at my New York apartment all the time. Yeah. She's Which like estranged, isn't she? Kind of. I don't want to like air family laundry, but like oh. I like know some things about that family that like maybe I shouldn't know. Ooh. I know. Uh, <laughs> it's so random, but like it's Lord. it's definitely it's definitely like Lord, you have not, secrets? It's not good stuff. <laughs> don't come after my girl like that. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. Kidding. I don't know. All right. My fourth is Susto. That's just like a folk rock band that I've been listening to a lot of. They're great and they're not very well known. So if you like that kind of stuff. But number five, Billie Eilish. Yeah. I died for love Billie, Billie Eilish. We yep. That's it. Uh I not only have I told you that I'm gay, but I now have the data to back it up. <laughs> Yeah. It's called science. We talk about a lot of science we, in this podcast. Did you know that we're a science podcast? No, Just switch a, it on Apple Podcast right now. <laughs> science and technology. Wait, hold up. Um, that would be so funny if someone, if I like called a girl pretty at the bar. She's like, I have a boyfriend and her boyfriend got all pissed. And I was like, no, I'm gay. I'm sorry. And he's like, hey, that excuse isn't going to work here, buddy. I'm like, no, check out my Spotify wrapped. And he's like, fuck, man, you're gay. Yeah, you're, fine. you're like... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> how do I know you're gay? I've been um, seeing hilarious ones where Lana Del Rey has just had a lot of people's number ones. And I think that's like one of the gayest. I love a true stan. I, yeah. Yeah. Me too. And I get it. I get it. Even back in the day when I was listening to Gaga so hard, like in high school, I didn't have like the emotional capacity to listen to other artists sometimes. Actually, I think this is important because I posted the word stan on my Instagram the other day and I had a lot of people ask me what stan men and i thought that was like you know just a normal term now but i guess not so there's a difference between a stan and a fan mm-hmm. so the word stan it's conflicting of where it really came from but it means kind of like a super fan like an overzealous obsessive fan and it could be um some people have what said like stalker stalker fan but it comes from from the marshall mathers lp of eminem the song was called stan and it was about this fan that was like a crazy obsessed psycho fan of Eminem. And he was, <clears throat> his name was Stan and he was writing like stalker letters to Eminem. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's a possible origin and people who are stands. It's what makes it different is you can like really love, let's say you really love Beyonce. Right. But right, then let's right. say if something negative it became out about in about Beyonce, like in the news, you'd be like, Oh, okay. Like, I don't like that. Like you would immediately be like, huh? Like that makes me question like how much I really like her. Where a Stan, no matter what comes out about like their person, they don't (laughs) care. You can't change their mind. They will defend them to the death yeah, and they will go like so hard for that person. Yeah. So would you say that you are a Lady Gaga fan or a Lady Gaga Stan? Stan. Okay. Yeah. Like I just, anything negative, you're like, 
she I don't could like, only do good. So like, I'm going to give her the benefit of the well, doubt. Well, I wouldn't like, stand someone that was like sketchy. Yeah, but I'm saying even if something sketchy came out about her, like you'd want to hear it from her first. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> you wouldn't believe I, just anything. <laughs> I think about that. Like if she had like a scandal, like a say if she was a pedophile, which she would never. But um, if it happened or something like that, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think I would be okay. No, because you. Well, I just lost. I don't think I'd be. I can't separate her from the music, and she means so much to me, and she's taught me so much about myself. So basically, like everything that I would even like. Uh, equate to her or think about her in some way or certain things about myself that I attribute to her or kind of in that whole culture would like be upsetting and it would feel wrong and guilty. Wow. I know. So like, and then I just don't have my favorite discography of music to listen to ever. Yeah. Well, let's just hope she is as imperfect as you believe her to be. (laughs) Well, you know, I, uh, like with Michael Jackson, I understand what happened I still can listen to his music and love it. And I don't, I don't, I don't think of pedophilia when I listen to his music mm-hmm. because I don't really care about Michael Jackson. He's dead. Also, I mean, it sucks that the fans like, you know, but I know a lot of people feel that way. Like yeah. that, that happened. Oh, that know? was like so tragic uh-huh. for them. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely traumatic. I mean, I think it was Do traumatic s- for a lot of people, but yeah. Do I stand anyone? Machine Gun Kelly. No, it's not. I don't. <laughs> stop. That's not even. I just like became obsessed with his music this year. But is there anyone that I like really love? Like even a celebrity? I mean. Who do I love? You love Paris Hilton. No, not like that. I don't know. I get really into my girls. Yeah. You know, so like Miley Cyrus, I say I stand. But like if something she's done a lot of things I don't like. Mm-hmm. That I don't, but I don't really care. I mean, I'm just kind of like, ew, Miley, not a good look. But I don't like. I don't feel. You are really to her. into your girls. Nick's Nick's got his girls. I have my girls, and I don't just let any girl on that list. Like Dua Lipa, <laughs> uh, not quite a girl yet. Getting there, but uh, that is a controversial gay statement. I just, yeah, I think it's fine. But Ariana Grande, not my. I'm just not a stan. She's not one of my girls. Um. Mm-hmm. Elena's more set, on the other hand. That's my girl. <laughs> really? <laughs> I love her. I love her. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. She's one of my girls. Um, Brittany, girl. Yeah. Sarah McLaughlin. There's a lot, actually. I could go on, but... Um, <laughs> but you really just stand Gaga. Gaga is, like, almost to the point of religious for me. I mean, oh, for I'm not, sure. I mean, I, I'm I not, like, that. I don't actually, like, think that. I mean, just being honest. Yeah. yeah. Um. I think I'm I'm really I'm, just over here I'm, trying I'm, to think if I stand anyone. I probably just stand myself. I'm about to put a black hood on and be like Mother Monster forever. <laughs> <laughs> Pause up. Um, well, cheers, guys. Well, we'll keep you posted. <laughs> hey, we're looking for apartments in Breckenridge. If so you let want. us know. If you're in Colorado, let us live with you. <laughs> yeah. We're moving back um, soon. All right. Cheers, guys. We'll talk to you bye. next week.